0: All right, you're listening to They Said I'm Funny. This is Adam Wolf with my co-host. Justin Marino. All right. Uh, I don't know if when we were... So, a little inside baseball pulling back the curtains. we Before we start recording, or before we start talking, we hit record for 15, 20 seconds. There was a weird knocking noise. It was like a... I don't know if you were hearing that or what, but it's amazing how much the headphones... You never hear it on the podcast, but it always sounds like there's like we're in new york city and there's all these noises and wild animals and like it, it's amazing how good these mics are at just picking up our voices yes. but uh very good production yeah, yeah. quality. Oh, thank you. It's thank quality you. podcast. Yeah. All right, so uh we are here today uh with one of our really really good friends. Just a really he's just a a really nice guy, I think. Oh, thank he, you know, you. No, I enjoy him. And thank uh you. he is relatively new in the comedy scene. Let's introduce our friend Bernard Blackman.
1: Hello. Did I pronounce that correct? Yes, sir. Blackman. Yes. And yes. where do you hail from? Um, I hail from Colleen, Texas. Okay. Born and raised? Uh, born in Germany, um, okay, nice. but uh, moved to Colleen when I was like four, and now I'm just from Colleen. Okay. So, yeah. I so, I'm
2: assuming that's Army? Uh Yeah,
1: Army. Yeah, Army. But I've been in Killeen pretty much my whole life. Uh, I mean, I've lived in Georgia for like four years. My mom PCS there, but then we moved right back to Killeen. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: once you're stationed at Fort Hood, they keep sucking you back. It's yeah. hard to to get away from Fortnite. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, definitely. I think all four of my parents were all stationed here. Yeah, so, yeah. Weird story. But anyways. <laughs> thank uh thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, we're, yeah and if we're you listen to last
2: week's episode. We're okay with weird here. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm definitely weird. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah,
2: so tell
0: us that, a little about about yourself and 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 your decision to pursue stand-up comedy ladies. How long have you wanted to do stand-up? What are your influences, that type of thing?
1: Yeah, man, Um, I had to be like nine, 10 years old, and um, I think that's when Comedy Central first started letting them say the F word, like late at night, and I watched uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw uh, one time on there, Um, and yeah, and I I watched it late one night, and I was like, man, I wanna do comedy, you know? I wanna do comedy, and so I recorded a little comedy tape on my boombox, and i was saying all type of can i can i curse yes yeah. oh, okay uh
0: oh yeah i, Wait, was I mean saying, we had a whole episode talking about coming on to pictures of drawings so yeah, yeah i just wanted to but make we sure we didn't pass.
1: No. <laughs> i was saying all type of fucks asses and pussies and i just knew it was like the best thing ever right and i wake my mom up and i'm like hey listen oh, to no. this <laughs> no i literally and it's like on a cassette tape yeah. and I and she literally listens to her 10 year old cuss and say suck my dick and shitting and, like, literally, I lied to you not, the next day she called a deacon over the house, and he prayed for me for, like, an hour and a half. Like, and it literally discouraged me from wanting to do comedy ever since then. But, I mean, I was always a class clown. Um, yeah. I mean, I was, I was kind of smart in school, but I never really paid attention a lot because it just wasn't interesting. So I always got in trouble for making jokes. And um yeah, and I I think when I got older, I told myself by the age of 33, I gotta do comedy. And when I turned 33, I was in a mental hospital. Um, and for for two weeks, I had attempted suicide twice, and I was in Germany at the time for with my job. And that was weird as hell. And then when I got back, I was like, man, I got to gotta do something. How was so,
2: their mental health facility? Was it a there? German
1: facility? Oh, yes, a German oh, wow. facility. Like It was only like two people that spoke English. And they put me in the room with the guy that actually spoke English, thank God, because like I died um, in the hospital. They gave me the wrong medication mix, which was crazy. And I was taking a shit. And, I mean, I was alleviating my bowels. <laughs> yeah, I was alleviating my bowels. And I literally died on the toilet and blacked out, saw my soul. Like, so you're the black me.
3: Elvis. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: telling you, nice. it was crazy. And so, yeah, and then I came to and I, try, I had to crawl to the bathroom door to get out. And I literally passed out on the floor again. And next thing I know, they was like, hey, you died. Your blood pressure was negative 80 over negative something. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And yeah, and I was like after that point I was like I got to start living life to the fullest. Okay. Yeah. So, um yeah, in August of yeah, just yeah, August of 2022, I started doing stand up, yeah.
2: And I I I from an outsider's perspective, I feel like you've hit the scene pretty hard. Like in that and I mean yeah. that in a good way. No. Like you got up there, you had um you had some stuff prepared. Like you could I could tell where you were coming from. And that's not always the case, as you've seen now. Yeah. Being, I mean, even this yeah. short six-month oh, yeah. span, you can see, like, you know, where are they going with this? Like, I understand, like, this is a funny story. Yeah. But, um, it yeah, it kind of loses some of its intent or translation, you know, when we're, we're telling those funny stories. Yeah. And, it, and it could be funny with a guy that I work with, but he's the only one that's going to appreciate <laughs> yeah. that joke, and I shouldn't tell it to a room full of strangers. Yeah. But with you, I've I've always appreciated you. Um. Just I don't know, you you have a respect for the art, I feel like. I don't know and it's unique. I don't know. But yeah, yeah just go tell yeah. me more about that. Like. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know what? I'm gonna say this like, you know, I'm I'm um I think of jokes constantly i mean my whole life has just been thinking of jokes but i've been reserved in life a lot um i've always tried to pride myself on being that uh six foot four black guy that you know i don't have any tattoos no piercings never held a gun never shot a gun you know no drugs you know no gangs no you know and i've always been looked to as like that perfect guy you know and it's kind of draining it was it was really draining and it like fed onto my depression and i did not know that i suffered from depression and anxiety until 2018 um and i think that's that's what it was was trying to be perfect for everyone except for myself and, and living life for myself and it just you know it was a went down a really bad rabbit hole and when it hit it hit um and so in saying that you know but taking it back to comedy um when I do comedy like I tell y'all when I go up there I never really have jokes and and I try to write down like little things here or there and I'm still learning and that's why you know I'm making my point to to watch all of you all do comedy like I'm making my point and not 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 just I mean I want to support you guys I mean you guys are great but I do that because I notice the way that you all carry yourselves on stage. And I and, and I literally try to pay attention to everybody that's doing it because I'll take little stuff from, from you and little stuff from you. And, like, I like how you hold the mic sometimes and you'll do this, you know. And then I know something's coming. And then, like, Adam, like... <laughs> I have, the, um, I have the Dahmer bit in my phone where we were at uh, classy Stay Classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I watched that, and I'm like, that was genius. And it's like, how do you guys come up with how do you carry yourself? How do you guys uh, come up with the concepts? How do you deliver the jokes? And that's just stuff I'm still trying to learn now, and that's why I'm going to continue to watch you guys and continue to try to get better. I think I just have to do a better job at writing because I'm, I'm lazy when it comes to writing. Yeah, and, not, yeah, and yeah, we've
2: discussed that. I don't know if that was my, on my interview, but like every stupid, silly idea, jot it down. Yes. Like even if it's a it's a short sentence on your phone, mm-hmm. some people use voice memos mm-hmm. um, to refer back to, but don't, don't ignore anything like, man, that's really fucking stupid. Like if it made you laugh and right before you're falling asleep or that's me or sometimes I'll be getting ready for work and I'll literally just laugh out loud at something yeah. stupid that I think of. But I need to make sure and write it down. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like I, you, and, and I don't know if I saw your very first time performing or if it was just one of the first times. But the first time I saw you, and you told me that you just started. It, you're one of those comics that kind of just. It made me mad that you were. You already had really good stage presence. Your jokes were funny, and then the fact that you said you had mentioned something about not really having a lot of written material made me like even more jealous because I. I'm lazy too, so I don't write as much as I should, but I write all my stuff, I have a particular set, and occasionally I'm like super proud of myself if I do one little improvised joke in the middle of my set and I get a laugh, it, it's like uh, the greatest thing uh, that whole month or something, yeah. but you do that every time. And so it, it is a little, um, there's some envy and some jealousy. and <laughs> Yeah, no, like, that improv is A little bit of that hater's the no, haters ball club no no no
1: no i you know what i don't even think is i don't even honestly i don't think it's that uh with with because i i see a lot of admiration from you um like especially like i mean we did the show here in waco a couple of months ago in october and you know i look i i watch all my videos over and over just so i can try to remember jokes that hit or you know because i'm like I said I'm lazy when it comes to writing. And then when you brought me up you were like, uh yeah, this guy's only been doing stand up for a couple of months and he's already, you know, better than me and I, and I and I heard that and I was like, no, that's definitely not true. <laughs> no, you you, you you were like he's already better than me when I first started. And then I look at that and I I look at that and I'm like, okay, you guys are being very modest because I i didn't see you guys when you guys started, right? And I don't have a clue on what you guys did when you started, but I'm pretty sure just from me on the outside looking in from where you all are at now, I'm pretty sure you guys were great when you started. I, I mean, no, no, I mean that, that, but that's all it's I, on YouTube. You can, we, they're, <laughs> they're, no, but that's all I you can, can <laughs> you can
0: watch the film and make your own decisions. No, but yeah. that,
1: that's all I can assume yeah. from where you're yeah. at now. I can't, you know, that's all I can assume from where you're at now. And you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, one day I'll be able to get to that point to where I'm in, you know, doing comedy for a year, year and a half, and I can say, okay, well, this is where I was and this is where I am. Yeah. One day. Hopefully. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, just keep plugging
0: along. You're going to see growth naturally. I think a lot of people have different strategies or techniques or, or the way they do stand up. And I am impressed. We had, I think the only other person that we really talked to that, that, this reminds me of is Chris Dixon earlier in the podcast where he methodically, like you said, you watch everybody, not just because a lot of times I get caught up. Like Mm -hmm. I'm watching, you know, Justin or you or Seth and I'm just laughing Mm -hmm. and enjoying the show. And I'm not, I'm not watching like, how does he hold the mic? You know, what made this joke get this really big laugh? Mm -hmm. I'm just enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you, because you have such a great stage presence already, Mm -hmm. And you have that ability to just improvise, and, and whether it, you're writing the jokes in your head in the beginning of the show, like during the show, or if this is something you were thinking about earlier, but you have that ability. If you get to the point where you're writing on a regular basis, and, and I mean, it, you're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And because I understand what you're saying. And from my perspective, it's you've kind of mastered the two hardest things: yeah. stage presence and crowd work or imp- yeah. improv. And so. Whereas us, our reps on stage are making it seem like we're comfortable on stage because we're not, no. mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know. I'm not uncomfortable in no. <laughs> most places. I, yeah. yeah. And and I'm not either. But it's fighting through that to make sure that, you know, we, our intent is to, you know, make someone laugh or make yeah. someone forget about their crappy day at work, you know, whatever it may be. And no, I think that's awesome that yeah. like those are two of your strong suits even starting out. And, and and
1: I feel, you know, me being my own worst critic, I feel like my stage presence isn't the best at times because I have these awkward movements. Um, I deal with the anxiety. Like I said, my anxiety is worse than my depression is. Um, like right now, you can probably like hear my voice like I'm I have anxiety right now tr- trying to talk to you guys and, and, and we're here together. Yeah. I know you guys, you know, yeah. but um, That's you know I definitely want to want to work on that part of it too as far as having a set Um, because I don't have a set at all like I don't have a solid five minute set like if somebody was like oh just come on stage Um, and my thing is you know most times when I come in um, to open mics or even the show we did in Waco or the show we did at uh, Old Girls Lounge most times I do not have a set and it's 10-15 minutes and it's just like I have to watch you all go on first and I'll try to build off something that we talked about before, the crowd. I'll have a little bit of jokes like my intro, Um, but I I think that's going to get me in trouble a little later on.
0: And you're right. I think that eventually that could cause some issues where maybe you're having an off night or the audience is not, you know, participating or whatever, but I the fact that you are saying on this podcast that you don't write jokes, so you don't have bits that are written, and you're still able to go up, and I've seen you do showcases. You're able to get up and do 15 minutes and make the crowd laugh. It. Oh that, well, yeah, that was my first comment.
2: Skill. Like yeah. I, I like your first time. I was like, oh yeah, I thought he had stuff, or I guess he didn't have stuff prepared. Yeah. Like that's like that's awesome. So I you are
0: that. your worst critic, but you need to understand that that is not easy, and that is. 90% of the comics that try to do that, to try to go up as fresh as you are because you've not even a year, right?
1: Yes, almost six months. Yeah. yeah, so
0: to be able to do, not only to be able to do 15 minutes as a new comic, but to, to be able to have like a few ideas in your head and maybe reuse some jokes you've told before, but to not have a set, that is, you, you that is a really rare skill. Like 90% of the people would, I mean 90% yeah. of the people a lot of times will go up with, Prepared material and bomb right still. still. Yeah. So yeah, but I also I, 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 yeah.
1: I also don't want to be that guy. I also don't want to be that guy because I mean you guys are a very tight knit like community uh, of comedians. Like I never thought you know comedy was like I thought it was more like competition when you got people in doing you know the shows, but it's not the case with you guys. Like everybody, for, I mean Alex and 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 Chris and Diesel and Philly. Like it's really not a competition. Yeah. It's more of you guys are like all right, well. Um, I'm doing the show over here. Do you want to get on? I'm doing the show. You want to get on? And so for me, um, my thing is I want to make sure that I am not, um, I'm not cheating the game. I don't want to cheat the game because right now I know right now I can keep using the excuse. And this is just me being honest. I know right now I can cheat the game because I'm the new comedian or I'm newer, but I, and I have to mature out of that. And I'm trying to find the way to mature out of that part and actually put in that work because it's, it would be a disservice to you all to keep getting on shows with you guys and and not have something prepared. Because I'll tell you, no, I'm gonna tell you. So I had the show at Classy Lady on the, I mean not Classy Lady, uh, at Corky's on the seventh. It was a showcase. It was my you know really first big, it was like 75 people there. Nice. And you know my first like eight minutes was strong and after that i had to do 20 minutes so i had 12 minutes of literally me rambling about depression and anxiety because i did i couldn't fall back on those preset jokes were you getting laughs at least yes i was getting a couple of laughs in that 12 minutes like the first eight minutes was solid and i was getting a couple of laughs in between but my, my anxiety got the best of me and I didn't have anything to fall back on. And I, and I, of course I did, but I think my ADD and just had me go to a whole other yeah. direction. And that's where I'm, I, I know that I don't like to do stuff half handed. Um, but at the same time, I want to do this and do it freely. Yeah. So, again, I have to find that balance where I'm not cheating the game because you guys have put in so much work and laid groundwork of how it should go, and I don't want to disrespect y'all's art like that. It'll
2: never be disrespect because that's, that's going to be your own style, and especially like if you're able to like capitalize on that improv and crowd work and stuff. Mm-hmm. So think to yourself, I've got – I know I can do a solid 8 to mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. And if you're booked for 15, 20, then – like you said, have that solid written five, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, that's yeah, you know. And then so you are you've already warmed them up, yeah. <clears throat> and then like, oh, we've been bullshitting, you know. Now let me get to the jokes. Okay, and I think that's a joke within itself. I love when people yeah. say that, like yeah. when Philly says that, like yeah. I'm just been I've been messing around, yeah. like now let me tell you all a joke, yeah. like damn, like you're so, he's a he's a funny dude. Period. Yes. Like that's yes. it. Like he's yes. funny. Yeah. Like and so if I think that would be one thing that I would. Suggest you, mm-hmm. that you look at like just how he transitions, yes. so smoothly. He does from that crowd work to his yeah. written work. And he's like, Oh, that reminds me of mm-hmm. I took a
1: deaf girl home, or you know, <laughs> what you know, whatever
2: yeah. it is. Um, how he transitions, and so
1: yeah, and that's it's all that's I think that's the hardest part. I think that I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the hardest part of comedy, um, and what I'm learning for me, the hardest part of comedy is learning that transition because you'll get a laugh on a certain subject or a certain joke and it'll really hit and then you'll want to backdoor it with something else and then it doesn't. And then it's like, okay,
2: did I take it too far. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's my, that's, that's, that's where I get lost at times. And I have to try to find that part. And like I said, again, watching you all like when you did the Dahmer bit, right. And <laughs> uh, you were, you were uh, t- saying you, you moved from Oh, I forgot. You said you moved from, from... Oh, I flew in from Milwaukee. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and And the way that you transition everything. And then when you had the bag, because I think on, I don't think at state class you got to pull out the bag. You could pull out the bag yeah, at Corky's. I, I
0: only bought enough candy for one night because I didn't plan yeah. on doing the second.
3: Yeah,
1: know, when you did yeah. it at Corky's, and like I said, again, it's just the transitioning of things is that's the complicated part for me because my add will take me to somewhere else i will like right now i'm literally talking about you guys like talking to you guys right now and like my mind is like wondering like <laughs> like i'm serious like i've looked at the fire extinguisher like 12 <laughs> times i'm like is it has it been expected like
3: <laughs>
1: not since i moved it's <laughs> spider. yeah there's it's, a fire yeah. <laughs> i mean but that's just <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I, I love doing this and I love learning, um, just learning different things yeah. from, from all of you. I know I've said that like a million times, but I can't appreciate you all. How, I can't tell you all how much I appreciate you all because, um, in August I was going through a lot of stuff in August and I literally uh, was just on my Facebook and I got a pretty decent following on my Facebook and, um, Humble break. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean,
2: I maxed out my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's what I know. But, but here's how I maxed them out though. I just literally just started adding a whole bunch of just fine women. Yeah. Oh, nice. And the it's women. A good strategy. Yeah, and the women. I was going through some other stuff, but the women they'll reply and comment and do all that other stuff. But um, I diesel. Uh, had hopped in my inbox and was like, hey, come to open mic. And I had known Ladon since middle school, I mean, since high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was like, hey, you need to come to open mic. And then um, Philly was like, hey, man, you need to do this. It, you know, I was like, all right. And I never met Diesel or Philly, never yeah. knew him. They just hopped in my inbox out of nowhere. So um, I went to Raw's kitchen on, I think it was a Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, that's when the mic was. But yeah, yeah. It was running, yeah. Yeah, and so backtrack. That whole time period, I had just went through some things uh, with my family, and I was literally like, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do stand-up, or I'm just going to go watch stand-up, and I'm going to kill myself, right? Like, this is this August, because that's just how low I was at. Yeah. And I went to literally just watch Ladon and and uh, meet Diesel, and they were like, hey, man, you're going up there. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going up there. And 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 uh, I was like, no, nah. it was like, no, nah. Connor, this is the first time I met Connor King, first time ever didn't know him he was like what's up man he was like hey man you got to go up there i was like uh i was like hey you know i'm not really a stand up he was like hey man i bombed my first time like my like i just stood up there for 5 minutes going uh uh, uh. and i was like i was like okay and then uh, here comes his, G- yeah, his growth was yeah yeah amazing the I years. mean I'm gonna tell you I mean it's, it's it, it, it all comes full circle like and then d1 comes out of nowhere and I never met him
3: either
1: <laughs> he's like hey man this is what you're gonna say when you go up there here go this piece of paper and I'm like dude what is your name I don't know you <laughs> and he signed me up and I was like all right so I went up there and that literally and I and I and I tell everybody that I think that night literally saved my life um because that five minutes I had never felt so um outside of myself i've never felt so so comfortable but uncomfortable in a great way yeah and i was like damn i gotta do this i gotta do this and then uh that next sunday i went to and that's i think that's so important for beginning people everybody like
2: not to find comfort in the awkwardness Mm -hmm. but like the comfort on stage like regardless of how you're doing like you you got to be comfortable
0: and not let it um yeah, really get to you, but yeah, that's I still struggle with that. There's oh, yeah, nights sure. where I'm a lot more nervous than then other nights. It's like I've, you know, like I'm just here talking with you guys. You're it's right. just weird how that happens.
1: What makes you all nervous though? Like, like I mean, because you guys have been doing it so long. Like, what makes you nervous?
0: Um, for me, it if I'm doing you know stand up in a new place or that I haven't done stand up before. If it's a big showcase, somebody that I respect is there, and I want to do good in front of them. If if I'm like looking at the crowd and, and it's I think okay well they're not going to like my nerdy kind of whatever jokes or, yeah. and um and don't I I talked
2: about this over the last few weeks but like don't let your preconceived notions of an audience change oh, yeah. your style uh-huh. like um we had that show at that um senior citizen yeah. place and oh, so like yeah. in my head I was like they're not going to want any of my dumb jokes uh-huh. and, you know so try to alter but I didn't alter too much. And so, mm-hmm. like, once, like, again, once you start practicing writing, like, I was kind of falling back into my normal stuff. I mean, it started out with a little bit of, like, just because it was so intimate, mm-hmm. I felt more safe to mm-hmm. do some crowd work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went well. Um, you know, thank goodness. But uh, overall, I think everybody did great. But yeah, like, it, just if I'm, oh, that happened at, at, um, where was our show in Cleveland?
1: Uh Old Girl's Lounge. Oh, oh with Peanut. Peanut. Is that the name yes. of the and, uh, bar is Old Girl's Lounge? Yes. And um <laughs> so yes. I
2: I I don't kick myself about this but like I I was trying to like make it something make me sound like someone I wasn't. Like to kind like I don't yeah. know if you noticed it but like mentally. You said that when you got off. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I remember. Yes, and I didn't And I, I was just like Oh well, they didn't like Chris, so I'm gonna do something else, cause, mm-hmm. so I don't sound like him or mm-hmm. myself or something. And so, um, but again, I was able to just fall back and go back into my own voice, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't even yeah. had tried to adjust.
0: Well, that And know. that's a skill with your improv skills and your crowd working skills. It that's going to help with situations like that. But for me, yeah. when I first started doing stand up comedy, I had a lot of jokes, but not of wide variety of types of humor so i and so i would be doing an open mic and not getting a response and just just continue to bomb but now let's say i do a a joke more of like a cohesive bit about whatever and it's not doing well i can try to like i i've done this when i was hosting where i would try to do like a a three minute bit about whatever Mm -hmm. and the crowd wasn't responding. So then in between the comics or whatever, we had an intermission at one show, I got up and just did dumb one liners and that killed. And so that is, that's something that I think only, you know, with your improv skills, you have an advantage over somebody like me who does almost all written material. But as you perform and, and, Practice, and you have more jokes. Whether it's in your head, and you remember the good ones, or you write them down. When something is not going well, you can try to transition. You know, if, if it's just a bad audience, no matter what you do, yeah. you're right? Not lie yeah. Yeah. That. That's not on you. But um, I mean, we've had some nights at the open mic that are like that, where nobody like, had a great set, and no matter what you did, unless. You know, it just wasn't going to help. I think yeah. that was
1: the last Wednesday in—I mean, the last Wednesday in December of this year. That one was it. That that one was—we it was a couple of Wednesdays ago. We had one at Corky's. It was like uh, super weird. Yeah, I think it was just weird for everybody yeah. that night. Yeah, and that and I that, uh, and I take that personal sometimes. Not 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 because of the crowd, but just as like okay, well man, like if I couldn't make him laugh and nobody else can make him laugh, like, okay, what the hell am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. like, and I, oh, yeah, I, I go through a lot of that kind of yeah, thought. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, it, it, you guys never make it a competition, but I mean, internally it's a competition yeah, sure. internally. We all want to get the biggest laughs. So, yeah. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly, he, he's the that. one that beat me. In
0: I just Kirk want to not, Oh yeah. <laughs> I just want to not be the worst comic is my, like, I don't, I don't need to be the best. I thanks, just don't Gary. want to be the worst. Yeah. Thanks Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> I wrote a joke of probably after that open mic where I was like, I, I always want my friends to do well. Yes. Like I want them to have good sets, but if I bomb terribly, it makes me feel better if they also don't yes. do well. Because, yes. you know, like at least you can say, you know, Bernard and Justin, you, those jokes, I've, I've, you know, they usually get laughs. Mm-hmm. They usually get good laughs. These specific jokes usually get good laughs and they didn't. So it's not just me. Like I didn't yeah. just have a, you know, the show I did in Brownwood for Alex and Scott was on the show. Chris was on the show. A couple of comics didn't have great sets, but they had good sets. I bombed and that hurts when like yeah. everybody does good to great, except for you. That's a bad show. But when everybody else is doing bad, it's kind of like, okay, well it yeah, sucks, but right. maybe it's not me. Maybe it's yeah, the crowd. crowd Cause yeah. a lot of times, like you said, we're our own worst critics and yeah. I'm really bad in every aspect of my life at work with my relationships. Yes. Like I am my own worst critic and it's like my girlfriend makes fun of me for always making it about me yeah. because like in my head, I'm probably the one that messed it up. So, yeah. you
1: know, and yeah, you yeah. know what? Um, And you know what? That's it's funny that you say that because, you know, my my whole point of like, like I said, starting comedy was just like, I gotta do something outside of myself, like outside of my normal, okay, well everything has to be perfect. Cause that's, how, I mean, when I tell you everything used to have to be perfect for me, I don't know. It's not OCD. I just think it was more of, um, um, what do you call it? More of a control thing yeah. um, because uh, I was diagnosed with a, a dissociation disorder, um, which means that pretty much like I block out things just to survive. And mm-hmm. I didn't have a rough childhood but i mean it wasn't rough at all like for the most part except for at one time but yeah <laughs> but um yeah and so for me it's just like i have to make everything perfect and to to it's a freeing feeling going on stage knowing that I can still have that control, but I can also just let loose and be wild. Yeah. Like I said, a joke, uh, this past Wednesday, um, and I was on these pain meds from this foot surgery and I had two glasses of wine I was <laughs> feeling like great, like it was great. So I said, this is one joke and it was horrible, but in my mind I was laughing cause I was like, I said, I, I think I came out and I said, I, I said, I hate ugly babies. And I, it was like a weird, like ten seconds of silence. <laughs> I was like that's not a joke. I was like, I like that's it. It's not a joke. I just hate ugly babies. But I knew where I wanted to go in my head. See, and, if I was there, I <laughs> that would have laughed because that's just funny of me to me. You that know. wait, hold on. Literally, like sixty percent of my videos that I record myself doing it, you're laughing. <laughs> <in this. laughs> like it is so. It, it is so. It's so. It's so funny. I love it. But I mean, in in. Even though that it wasn't a joke, I didn't have a punchline, I didn't have anything that I was, in my head, I knew where I was going with it, and it was funny to me, and it's freeing to know that I, I guess I use that to say, it doesn't have to be perfect, yeah. Yeah. and it's relieving to me that I can say a joke that bombs, doesn't get any reaction, but just because simply that I'm up here, yeah, and I'm doing this, I'm alive doing this, oh fuck it, who cares, right. live so,
0: life, It move on. Yeah. But the funny the funny thing is is for me when i first started i took a lot like any joke that bombed or whatever not every time but more often than not like it like it hurt me like like mentally i yeah. i took it personally or whatever and so it's it's funny to see a, somebody with like a whole different perspective or for you like bombing was like freeing or not not bombing completely but like no. having a joke that bombed was like freeing t- for you whereas yes. for me it's like I want all my jokes to be funny. So it's like, and it's, yeah. it. I'm beyond that now. And there are nights where there's been a few nights, of, probably a few months ago where uh, there was not a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And the I was planning on doing a, a full five minute set, you know, to practice something that I'd have already done. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out and kind of, maybe I'll do a couple of one liners, but I'm just going to roast everybody. Yeah. And that was freeing. Yes. And I was making the comics laugh, but the audience, you know, some more hit or miss cause yeah. they don't know, but so I, I do understand what you're saying, but it's also funny to me that a lot of times in the beginning, especially like that was the opposite reaction that I had. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, this sucks. I hate, you know, that I'm bombing or that this joke didn't do well or whatever.
1: Like, yeah. I mean, and that's what, I mean, I get up there and Janie, when I walked in, Janie was talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, he hates when people um, say like, well, some, he doesn't hate, but he says like when comics say this is therapy and then they're a philosopher. Yeah. Right. Like, I totally agree 100%. Like, I totally agree. Because sometimes I'm not going to say what city these other comics are from come and do comedy. is just like, okay, holier than thou or okay. You know, it's like you can tell their comedy is yeah. different than our comedy. Like, because yeah. they have a different crowd. Um, You can tell it. But for me, when I say um, comedy is actually my therapy, it literally is my therapy. Yeah. I stopped going to therapy in August, actually. No, July. I stopped going to therapy in July because I was like, you know what? There's too much in my feelings and now you got me thinking about stuff that I don't need to think about. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it, it was it was no resolution to it. So doing the comedy part of it, it was just like, I'm still addressing my issues but I also don't have to get too deep in my feelings about it. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
0: I think it's
2: a mix. Yeah. Because if you're aware, yeah, being aware is the first.
0: Yeah, I think if if, I guess if the stuff that you're not diving into is really affecting your life, then it probably is a bad thing. But if it's like stuff that you just need to move on,
3: no, then
1: yeah, no, no. Here's the problem with therapy. Let me tell you. I, I listen. First off, black people really don't do therapy, right? And this, and this is this is sad to say that we don't do therapy. And now it's 2023; it's becoming more prevalent in our community yeah. now, which is a great thing in mental health and anxiety. And this really, it's a really good thing. But therapy is still a taboo. Like, somebody will tell you they're going to therapy, but like, don't tell nobody. Like, and it shouldn't really be like yeah. that. Um, but actually, going to therapy the first like year was really, really good, right? And then I think you get to a point in therapy to where you've talked about stuff. Yeah. And now the therapy therapist wants to still get that copay and that money. And then they start digging up other stuff that really <laughs> yeah. doesn't have to do with anything. And that's where I was at. You know, the therapist started asking me questions that had me second guessing stuff that should not have even been a part because it wasn't anything, but they created a problem. Now in my mind, I'm like, wait, maybe that was an issue.
0: Yeah, I think therapy at times can be like uh antibiotic like you yeah. you don't just keep taking the ant. you know yeah. once your your strep throat's gone you don't keep taking the antibiotic because it cured the strep throat you stop taking it so I, I do believe and i sometimes question because i still go to therapy like i am i getting my money's worth it you know mm-hmm. is is could i just talk with my friends yes. about these things or my girlfriend not my girlfriend because she gets tired of listening to <laughs> me. But my friends and save the 50 bucks every you know two mm-hmm. weeks or whatever and so i i do think um it you know it it's it's not bad to say okay yeah. well I'm gonna you know and and it's always available so if you decide to go back yeah um, you exactly know, as long as you have insurance probably
2: yeah <laughs> oh yeah I have, as I, have, fuck,
1: I have great insurance yeah. I'm gonna tell you I have great insurance I just had this bunion surgery yeah. on Monday and yeah nice. I mean yeah another humble brag yeah, yeah. no <laughs> listen listen <laughs> no I'm I I am not braggadocious at all like I am the most insecure <laughs> person ever. Like, I am very insecure. I just found out I was handsome like a year and a half ago. <laughs> I swear, no lie. Like, I thought I was ugly my whole life, and then, like...
2: Yeah, if you would have found that out in your early
1: 20s. Oh, I would have yeah. AIDS. Like, oh, gosh. And listen, no, and I... It's I'd not be, too late. No, if and you know what? And, and listen, <laughs> listen, I keep saying this joke, and I'm going to say it again, because Charlie Sheen and Magic Johnson are rich as hell, and...
2: Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. They're
1: fine. I mean, and, and, and then, like, again, like, this, like, the taboo things. That, I know I'm switching subjects ADD again. But that's the taboo thing, like, about comedy. Like, you literally can go on stage and say whatever as long as you're, you know, as long as nobody records it and puts it <laughs> in the wrong area. But you can literally go on there and say the things that you really feel. Like, I heard somebody say the R word the other day. And I'm like, wow you can say that in 2023 and then it's sad that we got to call it the r word but i get why i get why it is well i get i i guess i get it yeah even though it's a real thing it's not but anyways my son's autistic i can say that (laughs) (laughs) but this okay that's really bad because he's not the r word (laughs) Uh, No, but um, now I forgot what I was even talking about. But I just you canceled yourself. Yeah, I just pretty much just canceled myself. Yeah, yeah. But no, but I mean, I love I love the freedom of just saying whatever you can want to say on stage, man. I mean, you can literally say whatever you want to say, and it's a beautiful thing because there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I want to say in real life, but I can't say it.
0: We've talked about this before. How lucky we are to have our quirkies family because i do believe there are other cities other venues where we are a lot more understanding and forgiving like mm-hmm. we can say things
3: mm-hmm.
0: that maybe go over the line a little bit mm-hmm. like i don't think i necessarily do that because it's just not my thing but there, are, you know and we can we allow each other to make mistakes yes. you know like if you say something nobody's gonna want to fight you no. nobody's gonna like if if Somebody says something offensive or whatever. I'm not going to get on Twitter mm-hmm. and post the video or something right, and say yeah, cancel can this guy. This guy yeah. uh, whereas I think in in maybe some bigger venues or yeah. bigger towns that may be the case. And I I think it's just another reason that we're lucky that you know that the, yes. there there is competition, but I think it's like healthy. It's not yes you know we under we all understand that a lot of us have our own different lanes. Mm-hmm. Like you know this comics touring, so he's not worried about this, or you know I'm just doing it more like a hobby so I'm not going to try to steal your, your yeah. thunder or whatever I've just if I get on a show I'm going to get on a show and other people oh I I mostly do music but I'm doing this so it, there's I think people understand and so, we support each other and it, it's it is a special thing and I'll be yes. if if Corky's ever has to close I'm going to I'm going to I might I might just quit comedy because it's going to be it's yeah it's so weird. good that it nothing's going to compare it, it's going to be like heroin you know you do yeah. it the first few times and then after that Still You're always going to be
1: chasing it, yeah. I still got to try that. Okay, so he's no,
0: AIDS and heroin <laughs> the two things that no card co- wants. To it's try. a weird bucket list, but
2: <laughs> no cocaine. No friend. cocaine
1: is my thing, though. Yeah. Like I've never tried cocaine, but I literally um, because when I was in the mental hospital um, for those two weeks, I started. I had started uh, binge watching Snowfall. Um, which is weird that they would let you just have yeah. a cell phone and you can binge watch. And they have Wi-Fi at the hospital. It was a German hospital. Totally different. Like, you can leave and come as you want. It was, like, crazy. But, yeah. Um, yeah, cocaine was my thing. Like, I, I stopped talking about it in 2023. Um, probably because I'm in Facebook jail. <laughs> but... Um, I'm, yeah, I, I think I would definitely want to try that. I don't know if you guys have ever tried that, but I'm just saying. Yeah, don't I think either,
0: uh, yeah. For me, it's the psychedelics, like, cause I don't want to do the drugs that are like uh, addictive or, you know, you can overdose on, but I reading, you know, like kind of the stuff we talked about last week with Janie, like the, the chaos magic and all that, those type of people, you know, and listening to Bill Hicks when he had cancer and he was passing away where he took mushrooms or whatever. And like this opening up of your mind and DMT, like, that stuff fascinates me. I, a, it's illegal. So I don't want to get fired or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, and, or arrested or, yeah. but I, you know, some of them I'm still like acid. I worry, like, I feel like my brain is like one broken synapse or whatever away from just being one of those guys that thinks the government's in his TV. So like, <laughs> but I still want to, yeah. to experience right. because I, I do feel like there is something spiritual yes. and that those type of drugs can open your mind. And, and there is now they're doing studies and they scientifically can are showing that like they're doing ketamine treatments to treat depression and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, oh, microdosing dosing. mushrooms yeah. to, to lower anxiety. Yes. And, but like cocaine, it's like a lot of fun, but then you're always chasing that, that the, high. The and then it, one. it, addictive and fentanyl and it just scares yeah. me but yeah
1: and it's very scary yeah. it's very scary and you know i i think my and like i said my fascination started when i watched watching snow started watching snowfall um but you know it was one of those things to where like my mom's super religious like super religious like we went to church like like we used to go to church like four times a week, and she always just uh try to scare you know how religion is let me scare you into everything like let me scare you into like whatever you do you're gonna die like if you tell a lie before you die you could live a perfect life and you tell one lie before you die you're going to hell (laughs) like that that kept me up at night as a kid like sounds like Catholicism. yeah well uh, i mean yeah i mean you know for me that that's scary and i think cocaine was one of those things she was like if you ever try you're gonna die and it's just like but everybody's having fun on it yeah. so yeah. it just stayed in the back of my mind and now I'm grown and I just can't stop thinking about
0: it well and honestly a lot of great artists and comedians have done cocaine so maybe there's something to it so
1: yeah yeah, yeah I mean
0: uh, we're not endorsing drug use no, but no, no, we're no, definitely, no we're definitely scientifically not. I mean objectively speaking yeah. like a lot of the best music and comedy yeah. and movies were under the influence of drugs like probably cocaine probably best or president
2: or yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah oh yeah everybody yeah. man everybody did everybody's done cocaine i mean let's okay let's change the subject let's <laughs> no, change the and, subject. And i'm so for sorry me personally like
2: yeah just i think like you said growing up religious uh yeah that's always kind of deterred me mm-hmm. you know for sure um maybe curious but i don't know like I, yeah. i've never the only times i've like been around it it was it was just jarring like i, I think i was just like young and naive and i was like oh the like my friends aren't doing this. And I was yeah. like, oh, they are like, yeah. okay. And then, so I was wow. just like, eh, like, and, yeah. And I was like crazy young. Uh, and so I was just like, I don't, I don't want to be, you don't? I wanna... wasn't.
1: Yeah. Where, where are you from?
2: Temple.
0: Temple.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. They do a lot of cocaine in temple.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, for me, I don't know if it's the being raised Catholic or the, like my parents, you know, I was always in trouble for something, but I'm just, I know people that just, they smoke weed all day. Mm-hmm and they don't like they never get caught or anything nope. you know like and they're not like i mean I, they don't go up to a cop and say hey i smoke but they're not right. they're vocal about it they're not quiet about it and they nothing you know like my job i've except for when to get hired i had to get a urinalysis but never since then but i still like there's something a fear of getting in trouble yes. and i don't know if it's it's where yes. that comes from other than you know like being raised catholic having yes. strict parents or whatever but yeah i yeah, I don't do. Yeah.
1: Any, and that's the thing. I don't do any drugs like any drugs like I'll I'll vape and I'll drink if I'm doing stand up. But like besides that, I, I don't do any drugs. I am scared of drugs. Yeah. I'm scared of a lot of stuff like I was scared of STDs for a long time. But now you want AIDS. Yeah. uh That's that's progress. No. Before you found out you're handsome. Yeah. I swear (laughs) to God, before I found out man, listen, I grew up thinking they used to call me African. Like it's literally like on my letterman because I was a skinny, I was darker than this. I don't know how I got lighter. I don't know what the hell happened. But yeah, Vitiligo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, reverse reverse vitiligo. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's a a
0: a callback to a few episodes ago with Deshaun.
1: Uh, What Deshaun has Vitiligo?
0: No, we I don't it, know how we got I don't time. remember the episode. <laughs> I've, I've tried to block it out. It's something to do with somebody named Tim. I don't know. Michael Jackson. No, yeah, he knows yeah. black Tim. He knows a lot of black Tims. Or <laughs> black people that wear Timberlands. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I <think that's>
1: what <laughs> that. No, man. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just be scared of a lot of stuff. I mean, I have just literally been scared. And I think that's one thing, me being a parent, um, that I don't want to do to my children and I don't do it. I don't want to scare them into life. I want them to go through life open-minded. I want them to go through life free but also aware um, and know that your way is not the only way because that's how I grew up. And nothing against my mom. She's a single parent, military, 26 years. She did a great job with me, my brother, and my sister. Great job. And I think it just comes from um, generational things of, okay, well, this is how I was raised. And I'm gonna do it that way. Now she did make some things better. I mean, most of it better. But I think every generation gets better. Like my daughter now, she wants to do stand up comedy. I know my daughter. My daughter's tent, right? I know she cusses. I don't care. Right. As long as you don't do it at school. As long right. as you don't. Yeah. You know. As long as you don't let do me. Do it it's not
2: gonna give me a phone call. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So I'm gonna bring her to Corky's one one Wednesday.
0: Oh, that'd
2: be yeah. awesome.
1: I mean, I've seen younger kids in Corky's. So when
0: I first started comedy, there was a. a comedian named saffron her and her dad both did stand up i think she was nine when we did a show together at, at oh, true Love wow. here in waco yeah so it, it's wow yeah that's really cool i still i'm a little more free with the cursing but growing up i never cursed in front of my parents oh, at all yeah, yeah it was oh, yeah. it was a uh, not a an option i
1: yeah. still don't do it yeah oh, i still don't cuss in front of my mom yeah oh no i mean my kids can't cuss in front of me now i'm just saying like I know she'd be in the room yeah. and she'd be calling me all type of mfers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, go clean up your room. You clean it, motherfucker. I'm like, God dang it. Oh wait, is this PG or PG 13? Is this is whatever. Yeah, oh, okay. we had like
0: I said, we, can we put had a whole episode yeah, last week. Yeah, we can week, put the or, little uh, e next yeah. to it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, about say, yeah last week's pictures, episode. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. yeah, <laughs> yeah let me. I'm still, I'm still sitting on that one.
0: <laughs> Are you wanting me to take your name off of that episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just need to find out how to draw whatever. A, sigil? a,
2: a
1: sig- sigil. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. Cause like that's, that's, I mean, listening to that is very interesting. Super. That is, that is very interesting. Um, cause I don't masturbate nor do I watch porn. Okay. Period.
0: Wow. That's the weirdest thing about you that's so That's where far. your anxiety
1: comes Man, from. I, I'm, yeah. I, it, you know what? It might be, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to tell you, I do not watch porn. I do not masturbate. Well,
0: it, I can say that I masturbate a lot and I've never been to a German uh, mental hospital, so yeah, that, yeah. that there <laughs> there may not be any correlation to that, but believe there also me. there Might probably be.
3: is. It, yeah. it
1: probably is. It it probably is because I started watching porn way too early. I was like seven, and it oh, yeah, that it, is way too. It, early. Yeah, it really wasn't even real porn though. It was. HBO Real Sex. Oh, okay. And the first episode I saw was the foot episode. That's like soft core stuff. Yeah, foot. I know, okay, but... Right? right? Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah,
2: but it's, we didn't know. Like yeah, we, yeah. we knew we weren't supposed to be
1: watching yeah, it. Yeah, but no. only thing we knew they were breasts, and sometimes they would show the bush, but they would never show <laughs> the male parts. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I think that's probably why I have a foot fetish now. I mean, it's yeah. not a... No, take that back. It's not a fetish. I just On like a the scale of toes. zero to
2: Deshaun Watson. Hmm... <laughs> 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 Call me
0: D-Watt.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a fool. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah not the fool, not but yeah, yeah, job. yeah. No, definitely you not. You wouldn't have to move to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> Cleveland rocks. <laughs> oh, man.
0: All right. Uh, any any other uh questions for our guests before we kind of wrap things up so we can get started on our roundtable episode? or? What? Yeah. Um yeah. No, glad you're part of the scene.
2: I hope things are going well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, going great. Go yeah. And so glad to have you part of the
1: family hey thank you and and I gotta say this one more time I really appreciate you guys because you guys have opened me uh, have, have opened <laughs> god
3: dang it happens after <laughs> the show. I, was, I had a whole yeah. monologue ready and this
1: is okay no I'm just joking what happens in our after party stays in the after party that's <laughs> you guys, the first rule you guys have really opened up my eyes to the world of comedy and, and, and you guys have embraced me with open arms from day one Um, with I mean yeah and I love it and I thank you guys so so much because normally i don't get invited over white people's houses <laughs> so this is um that's a bad joke okay yeah. sorry no well this is two and three months so. <laughs> you, you've done your you've, yeah you've we're, done your one part more and we're yeah. not racist anymore <laughs> <laughs> one more and it's a tax write-off sir <laughs> no but thank you guys. i think i do oh, have another welcome. dependent
0: <laughs> i do i can't say that, you know i think it depends on the person some people they they show up for the open mic and it takes a while before they kind of really integrate but i feel like you i don't know if it's your personality or or you
1: integrate <laughs> i'm sorry this is texas so I,
0: I think it's only been a few years since yeah uh the whites and the others have been able to perform together. It, Pretty much, yeah. And <laughs> who knows with Greg Abbott? It may not. We, yeah. It may go back. You know, oh yeah, that Ad- is very Adams true. like,
2: I'm going to be really disappointed when <laughs> Corky's goes under because I'm going <laughs> to buy
0: it and make it a whites-only club. <laughs> no, I'm going to make it the others-only. So we <laughs> so can be. It can actually be funny and entertaining. Yeah.
1: Oh man.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that um, you just jumped in, and I think a because of of your. Performance and you're just being good at stand up right away, but also being willing to talk to you know like you're. Yeah. I think when I went down to Austin, it took me a hard time to kind of integrate mm-hmm. well, with no some of a, those people no because one's I'm approachable not approachable in Austin.
2: Yeah, like I we, keep
0: hearing that. You know, but I, keep I yeah, that. but I'm a very like. I'm quiet until I get to know people kind of person. So like, I think that has helped, but you are, you're
1: awesome. We love you. So oh, we love you guys. Um, too. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: So we, we always finish up the podcast with two questions. So first of all, do you remember, and this may be tough for you because you're more of an improv kind of guy. Do you remember the first joke uh, you either wrote or performed?
1: Um, <laughs> The first joke I wrote or performed was, "Uh, oh, my name is Bernard Blackman." Okay, uh, yeah, I was like, "Yeah, my name is Bernard Blackman. That's my real name. It's not my stage name. It just happens to identify me in because yeah. I'm dark." And then, yeah, that was pretty much the first joke. And then I just rambled on about my life and, yeah, <laughs> and, and suicide for the next five minutes. So, an uplifting, <laughs> an uplifting. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> definitely.
0: Yeah, And uh, our final question that we always ask is if you could go back in time mm-hmm. to your younger self and give yourself some advice, you know, if uh, hopefully it doesn't have to be comedy, first stand up comedy, but yeah. any, any mm-hmm. of the best advice you could give to your younger self,
1: what would that be? Your penis is not small. Okay. You can talk to women and. And you're that, handsome and I'm handsome yeah. because. But mostly the penis. Thing. Yeah. yeah, no. And, and because, again, Watching pornography at seven, and then it trans. Then you start to get into the harder stuff, and you see it, and then Mm -hmm. it's like it plays a trick on your mind. Not everybody makes that transition. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't there a few weeks ago
0: you were talking about kinks, and you're like, she wears a lot of makeup, and that was your idea of a kink? (laughs) Was that somebody wears a lot of makeup? (laughs) I am very sheltered, so if you're like getting into the harder
2: stuff, well, no, I turn it off as soon as choking (laughs) starts.
3: Well,
1: you no, know, just in saying that, it just really played on my insecurities. I also feel like there's a lot more pressure
0: like on a white guy or a Hispanic guy, like the big penis thing is not a, there's not as much pressure on us, but for a black man it is very that's like the it, like one of the top like if you had a list of stereotypes about yes black men, that would be like one of the top ones. And, and, yeah.
1: And the, and that stereotype has plagued me my entire life. And like I said, being young and watching it. And then you're like 9, 10, when you start watching the harder stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, naturally no. on that scale of and, and you have, discovery. And you
1: haven't matured. Then in your mind. No, yeah. That's yeah then in your mind, you're like, what is this little thing? And he yeah. has, you know, and, I, and it deterred me from talking to women my entire life. Like I was never that. I've had girlfriends, but it was always because I was funny and I was nice. It was never like, hey, I got this. Thing and yeah. yeah, it was that was never it for me, so um, I think that was a horrible response to his yeah, question. It's
0: just Bernard's way of letting go, he has a big tick. no, I don't, and and
1: that's the thing, and that's the I thing,
2: I don't have anything to plug except for my genitals, <laughs> no, women's vaginas, no, and
0: and
1: definitely, With definitely my
0: massive slong.
1: I know, and I do not have a massive slong, I swear I do not, but I but think it's not small, no, but it's not small, and I think, and this is me being 100% honest, not comedy, no joke. That has plagued my entire life because I have to make everything else perfect. Or I have to I have to exceed expectations. Is it literally yeah. played mental jokes on me my yeah. entire
0: life? Well I feel like no, that makes sense. it's it's a good thing to tell your younger self because I feel like a lot of people, including myself, whether it's that or you know, like they're gonna understand that and all these negative things you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every single person, but a lot of other people are having those same kind of doubts or misgivings or like mm-hmm. lack of self-confidence. So, um, don't let that kind of stuff keep you from doing what you want to do, whether it's yeah. little Timmy or little Gary wanting to do stand-up comedy, just do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So,
0: uh, do we have any closing, closing things? Do you have anything you want to
1: plug? Um, um, uh, I really don't have anything to plug. I got a I got a stand up on the third. Um, it's at the oh third? yeah yeah that'll
0: be in the past. Yes so. yeah, yeah. But we can we I hope, can post if yeah. you send me a message on Facebook I can post it on the page even though it won't be on this podcast it'll be I can oh I can, hope, wait we hope you enjoyed, I can enjoy adver- yeah, Bernard's show
2: on yeah. February oh yeah uh, it went great I'm sure you were all there oh
0: you yeah killed. oh yeah you got I killed it. To a, uh, Multi album, yeah, record deal,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't have anything to plug. Just follow me on Facebook, Bernard Blackman. Is with a. Uh, Are you B- still in jail? Yes, I'm still in Facebook jail. Thirteen more days. Uh, my name is spelled B A R N A R D. Are we saying it wrong? No, you're, you're saying that's it right.
0: The, right. the second guest recently that we've had because Brennan is not Brennan. It's Brannon, and you're not Bernard. You're Bernard. I don't care how you say it.
1: As long as you call my name, I'm good. Yeah. And Blackman is M O N. And that's it. And yeah, thank y'all again. All right.
0: Well, thank you. And uh, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to They Said I'm Funny. Uh, you can email us at They Said I'm Funny at gmail.com. You can find our social media. On Twitter, you can find us at They Said I'm Funny. And on Facebook, search for our page, They Said I'm Funny. You can also give us a call on our Google Voice number. Uh, that number is 254 294 6032. That is 254 254- 2946032 and thanks again for listening